Welcome to Lionheart Podcast. Happy Wednesday in the Word. I am publishing this a little bit late in the day on Wednesday because my life has just been crazy lately. If you could pray, that would be awesome. Um, As I told you in Sunday Sentiments in the Coffee, we got a new puppy. So the day after the puppy came, um, we rescued him from a shelter. The day after he came, I noticed he had like kennel cough. So he was coughing, not feeling too good. And then my son, my two-year-old son, started coughing. Um, and getting sick. And then my other dog started getting sick. Um, So you can pass kennel cough from from dog to human. It's not super common, but I guess because my little one is little and in their dog's face and stuff like that. Um, Yeah. So anyway, it's been eventful. And then we had, we've been having problems with our electric and we had, it's just been, you know, but thank God everything is good. Um, Everybody's on the way to recovery and our electric is fixed. So thank God. So we are on our last chapter in First John, so John, First John chapter 5, and then we'll finish, you know, we'll finish the next two weeks, we'll be done with the Second John and Third John, because I think there's only one chapter in each of those, so. Um, all right, thank you, Jesus, for your word. We ask that you help us to understand it, God, to have wisdom and knowledge into it, God. We thank you for the ability to just study your word, and uh, we just pray in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so let's start. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves him, who begot, also loves him who is begotten of him. So that's just loving God and loving others. You're going to love people if you love God and if you're born of God. By this, we know that we love the children of God, that we love God and keep his commandments. And we know that his commandments are talking about loving God and loving your neighbor as yourself. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. Now, that's interesting, too, because, you know, when you feel burdened, you're really heavy. It's something you don't want to do. It's something you don't want to carry. Um, and, you know, it weighs us down. So when we when it talks about loving God and loving people, it shouldn't feel like that. Yes, it could be hard to love people, but it shouldn't feel so like, oh, I don't want to love you, God. I don't want to love this person. You know, it shouldn't be burdensome like that. It should be like we want to please our Father in heaven. Um, for verse four, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Amen to that. Because our, by our faith, we can overcome the things of the world. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. This is he who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not only by water, but by, by water and blood. And it is the spirit who bears witness because the spirit is truth. Now, I'll I'll finish this part because it does go on to talk about the same thing. For there are three that bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And there are three, uh, these three are one. And there are three that bear witness on the earth, the Spirit, the water, and the blood. And these three agree as one. So this is really interesting. And again, 1 John has a lot of different things that you kind of like make you ponder and question. And you don't really have complete clarity. And so you can look at commentaries. Really, it's just, you have to you have to pray and kind of, you know, see what God is speaking to. So what's interesting is, so we, we see that the Trinity is spoken of here. But I also think about um, where it talks about how, and there are three that bear witness on the earth, the spirit, the water, and the blood. Now, some will say, okay, this is the Holy Spirit, the water baptism, and Jesus' blood. But what I thought of, which I also saw in some other commentaries, what I thought of right away was the birth, 
like the pregnancy of, G- of, of the Holy Spirit um, impregnating uh, Mary. So by the Holy Spirit, Mary is now pregnant, right? And the pregnancy itself, the, 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 um, the virgin birth of Jesus, I think of for the water. So the Spirit, so we have the Holy Spirit, right? That lets Mary be pregnant. And then we have Jesus who is in her womb and then the blood, his death. So I think of it like the Holy Spirit, the birth and the death. Um, and like in pregnancy, um, the amniotic fluid, like in the beginning stages of pregnancy is like 98% water. So I kind of think of that. Let me know what you think. Because we could just be the spirit and the baptism, right? And the blood. Some say um, the spirit, the water that came out of his side when you stabbed and the blood. But either way... Um, let me know what you think. I'm not saying one is right over the other. I just am sharing my thoughts on it. Um, and I'm curious to know what you think about it as well. Because like I said, there's lots of things in First John we could really kind of go back and forth about and discuss. And it's all good and edifying, um, you know, to talk about. So verse 9. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he has testified of his son. He who believes in the son of God has the witness in himself. He who does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed the testimony that God has given of his son. And this is a testimony that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. He who has the son has life. And he who does not have the son of God does not have life. That is pretty cut and clear. Um, These things I've written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life and that they may, uh, that you may continue to believe in the name of the Son of God. So it's either you believe in Jesus or you don't. Either you have eternal life or you don't. Either you believe in the testimony of God or you don't. Very, like, black or white, hot or cold. Um, and I think that that's good about this part. Um, it's I feel like very plain and clear for us to understand. Verse 14. Now, this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we have asked of him. Um, now, this can always be confusing for some people, too, because, you know, the Bible says many times, asking we receive, you know, um, you know, that thing's impossible, right? You can move this mountains and stuff like that. So, but this is saying, like, if you ask anything according to his will, you know, so... You know, do we only get the answered prayers that were lined up in his will already or not? You know, like that's something that we can look at here in this verse too. Because it also says whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we've asked of him. So like you, you'll know that you have what you've asked for if it lines, if it's a part of his will. Which kind of like sounds funny a little bit. But it makes perfect sense because God already knows all the decisions we're going to make before we make them. And it's all played out, you know, beforehand. But it doesn't still mean that we didn't make those decisions. It's just that he knows what we're going to do already if that makes sense. Verse 16. If anyone sees his brother sinning a sin, which does not lead to death, he will ask and he will give him life for those who commit sin not leading to death. There is sin leading to death. I do not say that he should pray about that. All unrighteousness is sin and there is sin not leading to death. Okay. <laughs> well, let me let me finish this verse. We know that whoever is born of God does not sin, but he who has been born of God keeps himself and the wicked one does not touch him. Okay, so this is a handful here. Again, lots of like, what do you mean? Um, so again, I was looking at it um, and I was trying to read some commentaries on it. And it was talking about basically um, there's sin and then there's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And according to scripture, that blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is unforgivable. So it one of the commentaries, or maybe two commentaries already, it was talking about how there, the sin that does not lead to death, meaning like, 
it's the sin can be forgiven. If you ask God to forgive you, these, you know, sins can be forgiven. But there's a sin that um, it's saying there is sin leading to death. I do not say you should pray about that one. So like the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Like basically if somebody's blaspheming the Holy Spirit, just almost like forget about it, which is kind of scary. Um, let me know what you think because it is definitely like a, a, a serious part of scripture. And I'm really curious to know what you guys think of that. Do you see that as the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit or something else? Um, and again, with the uh, 18, where he's talking about that whoever is born of God does not sin. We're talking about continual sin here, like a habitual sin, like not caring to, you know, repent and turn your life around. Verse 19, we know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. 20, and we know that the son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true and in his son, Jesus Christ. This is a true God and eternal life. I'm so grateful that I know Jesus because like it says there, like he's given us an understanding and we know, we know him who is true. He really gives you this, this clarity of mind, this understanding, and you can see the world for how it is and, and how things are. And I'm so grateful for that because it makes things a lot easier in life um, to just try to do the right thing, to walk, try to walk the right way, um, to try to make decisions in the right way. Verse 21, which is a verse that has always stood out to me. The way he ends this, little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. <laughs> um, a short sentence, but so powerful because, you know, like we know, there's so many things that are idols in our lives. Um, so many things that can take us away from God, that can distract us from God, can distract us from, um, you know, just living out the fullness, uh, the fullness of our lives for God. Um, so this is why he says, like, keep yourselves from idols. So yes, may we keep ourselves away from, we keep ourselves from idols, things that are, we're loving more than God, things that are distracting us from doing the will of God. Um, I hope that you guys enjoyed studying the book of First John with me. I hope we gained some more insight into this. I did. I feel like I got a little bit more, at least of my opinion or thoughts on things. I got to study things a little bit. So I hope you did as well. God bless you guys. I will um, talk to you on Sunday and Sentiments and Coffee. And then the following Wednesday, we will do Second uh, John chapter one, which I think it only has one chapter. So um, God bless you guys. Talk to you soon.